0: favorite co host myself, Joanna, and Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, hey. In this episode, we're gonna share three simple things you can do to help prevent chaos from brewing in the first place. It doesn't mean that there won't be chaotic moments, but these three things can definitely reduce how often they occur and maybe even lessen the intensity and duration of those moments.
1: I've got this little motto that I like to follow. That it's it's typically easier to prepare and prevent, than it is to repair and repent.
0: Mm, that's a good one. I just may have to steal that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're you're welcome to it. It's like that idea of like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. So let me explain that a, a little bit more and how that works with what we're talking about with with parenting stuff. So something that I've noticed about being a parent is that sometimes children act out because they don't feel like they're being seen or understood. And that's a, that's a stressor, especially for children, but probably for anybody. Like if you ever feel like you're not being heard or seen, that is a very frustrating moment. And you might Mm -hmm. start escalating your behavior until you are seen, until you are heard. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've dealt with outbursts and meltdowns because a child felt like Nobody was listening to them and nobody cared. So when we take time during the day or in my case, usually it's the evening after work to connect with my children, they do seem to act out less. Or if they do have a difficult moment, it's easier to bring them back down and and help them become regulated again. So if we can take these, I'm going to call them like little deposits, make little deposits throughout the day or the evening where we connect and interact with our children, we can really prevent a lot of those chaotic moments that are caused by them feeling overlooked and, and ignored.
0: Yeah, those are some great points. Um, and something else I really notice is that when I'm making an effort to connect with my children, not only do I've, I've noticed that they have fewer moments when they act out, but it's easier for me to respond intentionally instead of responding as that, you know, that drill sergeant we talked about in those really stressful moments. Um, because what I've noticed is not... Not only are my children's buckets being filled in those moments of connection, um, but my own bucket's being filled along with theirs.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's, it's good for both. It's yeah. good for both parties. Our children need it. We mm-hmm. need it.
0: Yeah, I think about it like kind of like going into battle, right? But not going to battle r- prepared to fight, more prepared to sign this like peace treaty almost because when really I've noticed when my own bucket is filled, that's when we're really able to go into these stressful situation and moments with almost like more acceptance and understanding of our child, and which gives us the ability to use these skills needed to really co-regulate with our child when they when they are really dysregulated. Um, it's really more peaceful for all involved, and who doesn't need a little calm and peace these days, right? So let's talk about these three simple things we can do to really connect with our, our children, Jonathan, so that they really feel seen and understood. Um, now, first, I want to emphasize that we get it, right? between school and sports schedules, returning emails, doctor appointments, maybe the work, the loads and loads of laundry. Oh, my arch nemesis, the packing lunches, kissing boo-boos and all the other responsibilities, right, that come with adulting and parenting. Um, Life is really busy. And sometimes even finding that mental capacity to be really present and engaging with our child, it can be really, really hard.
1: Yeah. When I was a parent earlier on, I just always thought, oh, I have to have this big moment with my kid. Like, I ignored them throughout the weeks through the months, but we're going to have a really great trip to Disneyland or a great trip to the beach. And that's when we're going to really connect or like on the weekends, I had to have this big thing where I took them to something and that's when it was going to be. So first it's getting that idea out of your head that you don't need this big thing. It's about those little moments. So the first simple thing that you can do is when you have those little moments is when you see your child playing, sit next to them and just verbalize what you see them doing it's a really low energy uh activity it's very easy for you know as a parent if you're tired you just come home from your work or whatever or just a, a busy day it doesn't require you to come up with funny or interesting play situations or be like super animated you literally sit there and act like like one of those old school sports commentators so if i were watching my child play with legos i might say oh you're putting that piece right there And you're putting those on that, and it looks like you didn't want that piece there after all. So you're gonna redo that one, and you're looking for just the right piece. You want to, you have an idea of what you want to do. It looks like you have a plan for what you want to build, right? So that's kind of the idea. Like it's it's very simple, and I'm observing what they're doing, maybe what they're thinking, and I just have to do that for like five or ten minutes, and that's a really simple but really powerful way. To connect, where they feel heard and they feel seen, and they feel that I'm there with them.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of laughing because it sounds a little simple and silly, almost. Just kind of just naming and calling out what they're doing. Um, But you'll see their faces light up. They'll they'll kind of look at you like, "Wow, Mom, Dad," they're paying attention to me, and they're just their buckets filled, their world, their eyes light up. And the counseling world, we call this tracking. And what I've noticed is that. The way you described it, Jonathan, is tracking works wonders and works well for younger children. But as children get older, I don't know, maybe around, I've noticed, 10 or 11 and older, being watched or having someone commenting on what they're doing may make them feel a little uncomfortable, right? And they may even look at you like you're crazy. (laughs) So for older children, um, it's really about going into their world, right? So next time you really notice your teenager, maybe on their video game, try sitting next to them. Asking and asking them authentic questions that shows you're interested. Um, mm-hmm. Something like, "Hey, I've learned a, I've heard a lot about this game, but I don't know much about it. What are you trying to accomplish in the game? Or maybe what's the purpose of the game? Um, I don't know. How do you earn skins or gems or robux um, in these games? So, or even, I've heard a lot about TikTok. Mind showing me how to make a TikTok video? Cause I'm lost. I can't tell you how many teenagers have." explain TikTok to me during our sessions. And they love just having more knowledge than a, the surrounding adults around them. And what better way to allow them to teach us? Um, it is really powerful.
1: Yeah. So really the idea with this tracking, it's it's not so much that you're just like repeating what you see, but it, like you said, it's, it's you're part of their world and mm-hmm. you're just showing that you're engaged and you're interested and you're with them. So yeah, mm-hmm. if it's younger and you're just kind of repeating what you see or if it's as they are getting older you're asking questions like i'm i'm interested in you i'm interested in what you're mm-hmm. doing so so tell me about it
0: yeah how do you do this right yeah. um so yeah the second simple activity you can do is when your child is playing and they invite you to play with them is to let them lead mm. so if your child is playing with legos as you had mentioned john then or cars or action figures or dolls and they want you to play and they invite you in hey come play with me Ask them what you should do or how you should play it.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I've definitely been guilty of taking over play time mm-hmm. when my kids invite me to play. And, and frankly, that's kind of what I thought I was supposed to do as the fun dad, right? They invite me to play. and like, oh, I'm going to make everything like big and fun and wow. and uh. <laughs> Like I remember nine or 10 years ago, my daughter got a race car track for Christmas And it literally said in the instructions, parents, remember, this is your child's toy. Let them set it up how they want. And I read those instructions and I immediately disregarded them as I tried to make a loop-de-loop and make the toy track like, it's like, oh, you're going to love it way up here. Like you want to see it go super fast, right? And so my wife observed this and she, she literally stepped in and said, remember what the instructions said. This is her toy. So so I had to take a step back and let my daughter set up the track how she wanted, even if it wasn't as perfect or as cool as I want it to be. Right. So I had to just step back and and let her lead the way that she wanted to.
0: Yeah. And allowing our kiddos to take the lead can be really challenging. Um, It is a new way, so it may feel hard or different Um, and it can be challenging. However, play is so important to children. Um, and it's a way for them to really process their feelings and experiences. And if we think about it, if we're telling them how to play or how to do something, it's kind of like we're telling them what they're feeling and what, how they're experiencing the world.
1: Yeah, we're kind of interrupting their flow a little bit. Like, this is how I see the world. It's like, no, no, no. This is how you should see the world. It's like not giving mm-hmm. that freedom to like experience or express what's going on.
0: Yeah, and you know, famous play therapist Gary Landreth is, you know, he's known for his phrase that toys are a child's words and play is their language. So when they're playing something and you let them play how they want or do an activity or build a, a racetrack exactly how they want, it can be really, really powerful. Um, so the first thing is to track what they're doing, which is low energy, right? Just sit back and observe and comment exactly what you see. Um, and if, if you, Happen to say something and it's not correct. They will correct you and they'll still feel heard and seen Um, So then if they invite you into their play, it's like they're inviting you into their world So let them lead it if they give you a doll or kind of like a fig an action figure say, you know Maybe saying like hey, what do you want me to do with this?
1: Yeah? so I've done this with young children between the ages of three and nine and even some teenagers We've, you know, it's done figurines and, and stuff in, in sand and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of figure this might work well with, with younger children, the way we've described it. So what do you do with older children and teenagers? Like, what does it look like when you let them lead?
0: Yeah. So, well, play looks a little different with older kids, right? So as we mentioned, the video games and and the social media, um, maybe your teen invites you to play basketball with them or to play catch. Um, Ask them how they like to play catch or basketball and maybe how they like for you to play it. Instead, um, sometimes as parents, we turn it into this coaching session where we're critiquing how they shoot or throw and, you know, just ask them, how do you want to play? Should we keep score or not keep score? You really get to, you get to decide.
1: Excellent ideas. I love it. So it doesn't have to be playing with, with dolls. It it could literally even just be sports. Mm -hmm. It could be a board game. Mm -hmm. It could be just, it's taking that five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes and just saying, you know what, this time I'm not going to push. I'm not going to lead. I'm not going to direct. I'm just gonna say, Hey, you know, for 10 minutes, let's try it a little differently. You tell me how you want to play. Where do you want me to stand Mm -hmm. to shoot? Where do you want me to, how do you want me to yeah. throw it to you? I love that. Yeah. So, okay. So again, it's kind of up. we've talked about two simple ideas so far. The first is to observe and say what we see, right? That's called tracking. Mm-hmm. The second is when we're invited to play, we let our child lead and inform us what we should do and, and how they'd like us to do it. And I actually, sometimes when I'm doing this, like I'll even whisper, like if they're playing dolls or doing something, I'll say, what do you want me
0: to do next? And then they whisper back.
1: They whisper back to you.
0: Well, Dad, I want you to do this. Yeah, it becomes this whole whispering, like secret society ninja kind of whisper. That's
1: <laughs> yeah, <off>. very fun. <laughs> yeah. So both of these are, are simple and yet they're they're super powerful. And when we do mm-hmm. this, children, they definitely feel heard. They feel seen and they feel understood. And they just like they just like feeling like we're there with them and we're not distracted. Like they just sometimes just like even having you sit in the same room with them. They just want to have your presence there. The, the third activity is coming up with a more interactive experience. And this one definitely takes a little bit more energy, but you can also make it you know, simple. So it's not going you know, <laughs> to make you too exhausted. Uh, so maybe you play a game or, or do an activity where it's a little bit more freeform play. And I'll just give you a quick example of something that my family did the other day when we were at McDonald's. We kind of had a boys' night out and we actually had McDonald's to, our whole, to, to ourselves. The whole place was empty. So, we were sitting at our table waiting on our food. And, you know, this might have been a time where I pull out my phone and I just kind of start scrolling, answer some emails or text some people. And I just thought, okay, this is a time where I'm with my sons. Let's do something interactive. I was like, well, let's just take a, a lid from our cups. We'll turn it upside down and make it a hop, hockey puck. So, then we just had this lid and we were hitting it back and forth to each other. And the goal was to hit the lid the other side of the table and just have a little bit of the lid going off the edge of the table without falling off. And so we did that back and forth and, uh, it was was a blast. And my son got so excited when he had the, the lid go over the edge and he actually got a point like he, and he started getting better at it and better at it. And we, we had a great time doing yeah, this interactive that
0: game. That sounds like so much fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a great time. It was a lot of fun.
0: And creative and creative way to use those those lids and cups. They must have had a blast. And you?
1: Yeah, we their their faces lit up. I could see it. And I like you said at the beginning like it's we're both connecting. We're both getting our mm-hmm. deposits. We're we're both having our our buckets filled up a little bit. It was just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's you know by seizing the, those moments, you not only created a lifelong memory in that moment at McDonald's, you used that moment of waiting for your food to really see your child, right and to engage with them um, and to just be.
1: Right, And that's really what this episode is about is seeking out those pockets of opportunities, those little time, uh, those little moments of time where you can connect.
0: Um, yeah, it reminds me of this thing my kids and I often do called karaoke, right? if they ever listen to this episode, they may kill me. Um, However, I promise not to share any of those videos, but we spend quite a bit of our lives in the car. Um, You know, whether it's sitting in a car lines at school or driving to extracurricular activities, which I'm aware can be exhausting. And with exhaustion often comes these big emotions for all involved. So even waiting in this car in car lines, right? Or waiting to pick up siblings at sports activities. um, You know, so it makes me think of this one. As if we were sitting in a car line, I think a car broke. The car line broke down. Bad weather. They stopped. I don't know. For some reason, we were stuck in this car line. So, in that moment, I really had only two options. Okay, maybe three. I could have just turned around, not sit in that car line, and maybe just returned home to homeschool all three of my children for the for the rest of their lives. Okay, so definitely so maybe not. not an three option. options. Maybe just two options. No, are. not three <laughs> options. Let's go to two because that third option is definitely not an option. If I learned anything during in the time of COVID is that I am not teaching material. So other two options, right? Is I can, I could allow myself to become frustrated and anxious because I know it's about to hit the fan, right? The siblings, they start hitting each other, start kind of getting it, going at each other's throat, or I could take this window of opportunity to really connect with my kids. So this can be done by maybe even turning up our favorite song and, you know, we'll turn up our favorite song and we'll sing out loud together. Um, And we'll actually record ourselves doing this like lip sing to a song. Um, And we go around or maybe even going around and taking turns sharing everyone's low and high for the week, Um, you know, singing favorite songs, recording yourself singing songs, um, kind of engaging, asking some questions on how their week's been going. So, you know, it's a fun opportunity because we are karaoke's. We record ourselves lip singing our favorite songs. And then later on, we have really a a lot of fun laughing at ourselves um, going back and watching these videos. So, um, getting creative in those moments, really. Yeah. I
1: love that. I've definitely done the thing where we turn the, you know, the volume up all the way in the car and, and seeing mm-hmm. all that. but we haven't really done the filming ourselves. I like that idea of just making a fun karaoke <laughs> kind of like, what's it? Is it James Corden? Or something he does. Yes, I think that's where we got the idea.
0: Yeah, where he picks (laughs) up the celebrities and does it, and it's always fun. And in those moments when you find yourself waiting, then you have this like folder of these like Mm -hmm. karaoke videos you can just kind of scroll through and laugh at each other. So it's kind of dual purpose. I
1: love that. That's awesome. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah. So we keep those in a secret vault somewhere. (laughs) So. Luckily, my kids don't <laughs> listen to this podcast, because I'm pretty sure they'd be all over me for sharing about um, our karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan, as usual, right, our goal is for our listeners to be able to take away something they can try at home after each podcast episode. So what can our audience take away uh, from this episode, or maybe even an activity they can try at home?
1: Yeah. So you know, during this discussion, remember, we're not trying to tell you to change everything at once or to quit your job or to change your sports schedules or anything we're we're just challenging you to be a little bit more mindful of those little pockets of time it could be 5 10 15 minutes of an opportunity that kind of appear throughout the day where instead of resorting into one of your default behaviors like (laughs) walking away and i'm guilty of that sometimes it's like oh (laughs) my kid's enjoying legos by himself i'm gonna go sneak away Mm -hmm. and get something done and that's, we're not saying you shouldn't ever do that, right? That's playing by themselves. That's, that's great. That's, that's healthy. But if you find yourself that you're really busy throughout the day and you haven't really connected, take that little moment. And say, okay. Instead of walking away, instead of getting in my phone, I'm going to, to seize that moment through connection. So if they're playing, sit down next to them and just watch what they're doing and track what they're doing for 10, 15 minutes. Um, if, They invite you to play, ask them to tell you how they'd like you to play and and let them lead. Or if you see an opportunity to do more like an interactive game or activity like playing hockey on the table with a a cup lid or playing karaoke and recording yourself in the car, uh, playing a game, just asking questions at a restaurant or at a park come up with something in the moment to interact.
0: Thank you, Jonathan, for sharing that powerful message, not only with our audience, but really as a reminder for myself, because life is busy, and sometimes we need to be reminded to really live it. And when we interact with our kids in those tiny pockets, it can help prevent those chaotic moments later on. And even when those moments do come up, because they will, they will come up, it will really help us be prepared handle them better equipped going into those moments thank you for joining us on another episode of parenting through chaos until next time